Howdy folks and uh, welcome to the Outdoor Ed Podcast. I am your host, Matt Mascarinas. Uh, back with our first show of 2018. Um, kind of our first show in a while. I haven't been uh, doing these just because, I mean, it's the holidays got, got a got a big uh, taste bite out of me, I should say. And, um, you know, that December got real busy busy with life so i'm sure y'all know what that's like so uh don't have to explain that to you but first show of 2018 and excited for what 2018 is uh hopefully going to bring um so uh gonna get more consistent with the show and um more uh i got a lot more guests coming and um it's it's gonna be a a lot more it's gonna be a lot more told towards um you know what what i set out to do with this podcast and be uh really geared towards the education and understanding of why it is what we, or why we do what we do when we are in the outdoors or um you know whatever it may be so uh anyway uh first show 2018 as far as 2017 goes uh real quick um you know i like to uh, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. I'm a big podcast head, and uh, the ones that um, they uh, the the first of the year shows they always kind of go over. Uh, they close out 2017, and I was I was thinking of uh, kind of doing the same thing, you know, close out 2017 and uh, say what you what you wish you did or what you learned and what. And then what you're looking forward to in 2018, and I try to do that, and um, I'm sure you guys, uh, listeners out there, have done the same thing in some way, shape, or form, whether it's a resolution or a um, some type of a, uh, what, what, whatever it is. I mean, there's so many people think that do new diets, uh, start um going for walks uh start reading books more uh stop watching less tv or you know don't drink as much pop or coffee stop smoking whatever it is uh somebody has some kind of thing that they want to do in the new year and i tried to think about what i wanted to uh you know be that i learned in 2017 or kind of go that whole closeout deal um, and I, the way I just looked at it, I, I tried to really hard to pinpoint some things, but I mean, I was overall happy with 2017 personally. Um, I'm relatively healthy. My family's relatively healthy. Um, I can, I'm still able to, you know, wake up in the morning and, uh, go do what I need to do to do what I love to do. And, um, you know, and, and be a dad and a husband and, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is I can be, uh, other than that. And I'm relatively happy. So, uh, as far as 2017 goes, I had no, no beef with it. You know, I daily, you get challenged. I think we all get challenged and you overcome those challenges daily. So, um, I don't, you know, there wasn't specific challenges that I had in 2017 that I'd overcome. It was, they were all handled daily. And I, you know, did my best to handle them. And if I did handle them correctly, I learned so I can, uh, uh, do better next time if I'm in that situation. So, uh, 2017 was great. Um, and now looking forward to 2018 and, uh, we are hot and heavy here 
in the Rocky Mountain region, which is where I spend most of my time, if not all of my time, is in the Rocky Mountain region, specifically Denver and the Colorado surrounding area. I do make it into Wyoming. I'm planning to get into Wyoming here in a couple weeks to go ice fishing. And uh, Kansas every now and then, Nebraska every now and then, New Mexico every now and then, and Utah hardly ever. So, um, but as far as Colorado go, goes, uh, that's what, um, if you're new to the podcast, that's what you're going to hear a lot of. And, uh, I will dip into the Rocky mountain region and I like to think of the Rocky mountain region, um, and everything, everywhere that's touching. So, I mean, like all those, all those cities I, I named, uh, the, or all those States I named, I should say. So, um, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm doing my best to broaden my horizons as far as that goes, and to give it a more more of a region, pro, uh, more more of a region uh, aspect to it. But um, uh, you know, right now I'm going to do what uh, um, where I'm at, and that's in Colorado. So uh, anyway, we are finally finally in full swing of ice fishing. We finally have good fishable ice here in the metro area in the front range of Colorado, and um, which we were, you know, if if you really look at it with Colorado this year, it hasn't been that different than years in the past. Um, so everything is maybe I would say a week or two weeks at the most behind of where it should be. And you say, well, Matt, yeah, that's two weeks is pretty, that's a pretty good good span, but. But I mean, it's and I'm I'm pushing that, you know. I'm I'm really putting that on the high end because if you're if you really sit and think about it, you run into sometimes in the past where uh, your your major lakes, your major uh, lakes here in the metro area, anyway, um, that you typically have uh, ice on, or you're able to ice, you're usually doing that around this time frame. And I always like to uh, look at it like say, let's use Chatfield for example. Uh, or Boyd, for example, too. Chatfield and Boyd are the ones that I always had a good pulse on. Um, and Chatfield, not so much anymore. Boyd, still, yes. And Boyd, I would notice that would start icing up around that that first week of uh, going into Christmas, I should say. So that twentieth December 20th time frame. And then you can usually find good fishable ice in the marina around that New Year's time. I, I, I've been ice fishing there. Uh, I've been on that ice New Year's Day several times in the past. So um, around that time frame, I, I, that's what I like to use. And then also we have a big event here. I'm sure everybody knows about it in this region is the ISE show, the International Sportsman's Exposition. That usually coincides with being able to fish on Chatfield. We're usually there talking at the ISE show about, you know, hey, Chatfield's got ice. Chatfield's got about four inches uh, over by the swim beach. Chatfield's got this over here. Plum Creek's not froze yet, but you can get out to that point around the marina. There's all, uh, you know, all those, all that kind of chatter going on ISC show because it's just starting to lock up. And sometimes Cherry Creek may have been locked up too around that uh, Christmas Eve, uh, New Year's Day time frame. I've I've uh, ice fished on Cherry Creek several times in the past, also on New Year's Day. So um, it uh, it's just uh, it's it's one of those deals where this year it the way it iced up was weird. A lot of warm weather in between really cold uh, spans. So, and that just like confuses, it gets everybody confused. But the, the ice, the uh, ice conditions weaken, they get worse with the ice we already had. But 
what I've noticed lately is we've had really good cold nights that have really knocked us into a uh, ice building time. So we're, we may get into the high 40s, low 50s during the afternoon, but at night we are staying around that 20 degree range. And even some parts of the state or some parts of the city where you have those lakes that kind of sink, that kind of sit in a valley or kind of sit lower than usual. And you know, we all know it gets cold in those areas. Those lakes are going to keep building ice. And we did have some snow and I was out checking lakes this morning. I had a few hours this morning to do it. Um, I was out there uh, checking lakes this morning and those the snow covered lakes are starting to melt and if we get we're supposed to get another cold front coming in this this weekend and uh what's what's going to happen now is it's going to create that kind of that soft level of ice that snow is going to freeze as it melts it's going to freeze and then at, at night especially going into this weekend if we get any more snow it's uh if we get more snow that ice that we have will be insulated and will be able to last a little bit longer than um um, then I, th- I had thought it was going to last. So right now you're, we're, we're typically looking anywhere out there from about three and a half to five inches, anywhere that I have checked. And I've checked several lakes, uh, popular lakes around the metro area, typically in the north part of town. And um, that's all I found. So we have fishable ice, but as always, especially this year, and I've, uh, I did it twice uh, yesterday, not yesterday, but the day before Tuesday, um, I'm checking ice checking ice and literally literally uh sorry i got i get stuck sometimes when i try to say that word um i i go to punch a hole or i go to to spud an area and i noticed i mean if i would have stepped and not spudded i may have went in uh it was about one inch right there and i went straight through on on just the weight of the spud bar and and for uh what I mean by that is just the weight of this. My spud bar weighs about, I think I want to say it's 11, 10 or 11 pounds. And I oftentimes, I just kind of kind of use the weight of that and and uh, see if it goes through. I'm not like out there slamming down because if you're, a lot of times if you're doing that, yeah, of course you're going to, you're going to really go through and, and um, even in one inch or two inches of ice, you're going to make a good dent in that and you can... You can go th- you can go through with your spud bar, uh, but you know it's it it often adds to it if you're throwing it. I like to use the weight of the spud bar to do a lot of my checks because I know that's true. If it's 11 pounds and it's it's going through that easily, I don't want to step on that. Um, so uh, always just check, be prepared, check, and uh, have all your stuff together that you need if you do have to. Uh, do a self-rescue, uh, whether it's ice picks, um, uh, the uh, there's they they call them ogs. I want to say uh, ice picks or ogs. I think the one I, I think they're called ogs, but um, uh, all you know what I'm talking about. I'm I'm totally uh, everybody's probably uh, talking crap about me. I, I can't even I can't even say that word. I feel like alls is it alls? Uh, anyway, um, you know what I'm talking about ice picks. Uh, so, uh, make sure you have those, make sure you have a flotation device. Uh, if you need to throw a throwable, I grab the throwable out of the boat and I throw it in my ice sled and then, um, I roll that way and then, uh, always have a plan, you know, where you put your car keys, uh, things like that. So get your stuff together and, um, 
be prepared for the worst. And, uh, you know, that's right now I'm seeing a lot of areas that have started before, before we had this last cold front, there were, it was, it was inconsistent ice. Uh, you could tell ice was, it was getting, it was freezing and freezing weird. It wasn't freezing all at once. So we went in one half that froze and then you have some little open water and then that freezes. It was just freezing really weird and thawing and it was just getting weird. Um, but now what I found was that good clear solid ice uh, everywhere i checked and there wasn't a whole lot of inconsistencies there was some bodies of water i noticed candlelight ice and that's that uh, waffle ice you want to call it uh, the ice that's very weak it's in the middle it looks like uh, the way they call it candle candlelight ice or waffle ice it looks like if you turn the waffle around up and down it would look like like a waffle through the ice like it's like cheese like uh what, what's that swiss cheese i want to say yeah it looked like that so um, it's really weak ice, not good ice, but I found some of that, but not a whole lot. So ice conditions look good around the state. So along with those ice conditions, um, I always get asked. Uh, I did a, just did a uh, seminar recently at Bass Pro Shops Denver. And, uh, you know, I get asked a lot of questions about um, what do you need uh, if you're going to go out ice fishing for the first time? What is the most important thing do you need? Is it an auger? Is it a, uh, a hut? Uh, you know, uh, without without talking about rods and reels and, you know, hooks, lures, baits, stuff like that. Um, other than that, what do you really need? Uh, auger, a hut, a uh, or electronics, you know, a flasher unit or an LCD unit. Um, and I always say, you know, you don't need any of those, really. Um, what you need to be is warm. And um, that's kind of one of the things that I... I hear a lot of people talk about that, which is good, but I don't know if a lot of people truly understand um, what that means exactly. So uh, I I really like to be prepared. I, you, I If you hear a lot of stuff I talk about, whether it's here or if it was on my old podcast, uh, LFK podcast, uh, which is still around. I don't know if you can download or not, but it's still around on Facebook Live. Uh, Eric Ollie does a great job over there. Um, so, uh, and we still collaborate every now and then, but anyway, um, if you hear me, I always talk about being prepared. And, uh, and the only reason why I talk about being prepared is because I have been in situations and times where if I was prepared, I would have been in a lot better situations, um, or been able to handle those situations that I've been in, um, and, uh, had to learn the hard way basically. So that's the reason why I always preach and say be prepared be prepared be prepared um and i always follow the was it the five p's or six p's uh proper preparation prevents piss poor performance um i've always followed that uh ever since i've had you know i went through um especially with vehicles i mean my boat trailer i've had issues with that uh where i wasn't prepared and i had to um, think on the fly and really stress out and put myself in a dangerous situation. So, um, that's an example where I, I really adapted the, uh, the, the six P's. Um, so, um, I, uh, I, I say it all the time. So, uh, first off, be prepared whenever you're going, especially on the ice, you got to think about if you're going out on the ice, what is it going to be? You know what it's going to be. Whether it's a 50-degree day, temperature degree-wise, you're going to be standing 
sitting on a block of ice. It's going to be cold. So think about you're going to be cold right off the bat. So dress like you're cold. Dress like it's going to be cold. Prepare like it's going to be cold. So right away, get in your head. Hey, it's going to be freaking cold. Um, And then from there, um, I always get get yourself some type of a system. Um, And uh, it's whether it's um, you have uh, bibs on, you know, um, and then your warm clothes underneath. That's that's kind of what I'm talking about with the system. You know, uh, in our situation here in the mile high in the mile high uh, region, Rocky Mountain region, I should say, especially here in Colorado. We have a lot of situations where uh, in Colorado, for example, we only have five bodies, of, maybe a handful of bodies of water, maybe maybe a little bit more than that. But off the top of my head, I can think of at least five uh, where you can drive your vehicle, either your vehicle on. I think there's only one or two. You can do that. And then you can um, take a snowmobile, an ATV or a, a UTV or, or a side by side, whatever it is, you could take those out on the water uh, around on the lakes. But the majority of Colorado's bodies of waters, you cannot do that. And um, you have to walk to your spot. So what I mean by develop a system, develop a system for what you're going to be doing. Uh, And I'm talking specifically here in Colorado. Now, if you're in a different uh, part of the region, you know, I know there's places in Wyoming, um, Utah, and uh, that where you can probably... Uh, put a sled on or put a or drive onto or or anything like that and especially if you go further in the midwest uh, along the ice belt as they call it uh, there's plenty of places to do that so your system there will probably vary and it might be a little bit more of on the side where you're going to keep warm because you're going to be writing something constantly and the only time you will be producing sweat or body heat is when you are setting up either your hut or um, you're running around chasing flags all day. If you got tip ups spread out, you know, whatever it is, but, um, you're probably going to be concentrated on staying warm. Uh, and as far as here in the Rocky mountain region or in Colorado specifically, I should say, excuse me, specifically here in Colorado and a lot of lakes I fish on, I'm going to be spending a lot of my time walking and I'm either going to be pulling a, a hut or a sled with my gear in it. Uh, and a little small, you know, one of those jet sleds I use. Uh, so, um, uh, I'm either going to be, I'm going to be walking basically is what I'm going to be saying. So when you're walking, you're going to be sweating. So for me, when I look at developing, developing my system, uh, for me walking and walking to my spot, sweating a lot is I'm going to make it easy for me to layer, um, and take off and shed those layers uh, when I need to. And, you know, layering is a, one of the most fundamental things of being out in the outdoors. You learn layering. Um, I mean, <laughs> I want to say you learn layering when you're born because you, if you really think about it, your your folks put on... Uh, if you if you look at... I always remember uh, that Christmas story movie. You got Ralphie or Ralphie's brother um, there and he's, you know, he can't even move. He can't move. He's all layered up. And I mean, layering has been beaten in my head since I can remember. And I beat it in my son's head, uh, all the time. So, um, pretty much you have a, you have a, you might have an idea of what layering is. So, uh, for me, I, I like to, I really like the base layer and that's the layer that's going to be touching my skin. Uh, I really like that to be something of like the Under Armour type of material or a merino wool. Um, 
I stay away from cotton. Cotton kills, uh, like you hear that. You, again, that's a fundamental thing. If you do, if you do know anything about layering, or you've been beat with layering, cotton um, in certain situations just are just aren't, aren't good to have uh, as your base layer. So I stay away from that, and I always I I, I really like the Under Armour type of material, and I want to say it's um, uh, poly polypropylene. I want to say is what it is. I called it polyurethane the last time, but I know that's incorrect. So it's just that that material, that breathable material, and uh, that is what I um, uh, that's what I really like about some of this stuff here. And just that breathable material is what I really like. And um, uh, I like it's it's uh, when you say when I say Under Armour, I just use that to describe that because I know. If I say breathable, you might think of like a, a, a more of like a spandex type of material or those they have, there's breathable cotton that's out there. But no, when um, it's this material, if if you can go uh, Google it and um, I'm not even going to try to uh, get uh, fabric on you because uh, I, I just wear it. I don't try to make it or anything like that. So I just wear it. Um, but the most important thing to me when it comes to stuff like this is, you know, in my situation, and I'm sure a lot of your situation that's out there is, um, is a, what, uh, what, what it cost. And now I, I've always said, I spend a little bit more money on, on, uh, uh, clothing, uh, when it comes to, to these situations, because I know, that, uh, you know, it's, it's, I know what I'm getting as far as I'm spending more money on it. You know, there's, there are the situations where whatever you might not fit, certain things may not fit better, right for you. And I don't like to wear this. I don't like to wear this type of stuff. So you might have to figure that out. But, um, uh, as far as price range goes, there's so many things, there's so many options out there that if you can, then I would go with, you know, if, whether it's an Under Armour um, whether you go into, a, a like a, like a store, a, like an REI place or, um, you know, heck bass pro shops even. Um, and I know, uh, places like that, that, or even what I always go to is, uh, I, or I used to go to, I still go to every now and then is like an ACE hardware. Uh, you know, when you go in there and you talk to them or, or army surplus, that's what I was trying to say. Army surplus, you go in army surplus and, uh, they got a lot of, uh, stuff like this to put, to layer on or a lot of Merino wool, and a lot of wool over there too. So um, I don't use a lot of wool uh, in this situation. Um, I like to stay with the breathable stuff or, or the, the Under Armour type kind of material deal. And then, um, and I and I, I say Under Armour, but I, I mean, I own a couple Under Armour shirts, like, like three or four of those Under Armour shirts. And um, I also, uh, I also buy stuff still at Walmart. Like uh, Walmart has a good uh, a brand. They either got Starter or Russell, I want to say it is. And, and I'm just, I'm just saying these brands because those, those are the ones that I, I'm referring to. And, you know, I'm not saying that any brands, uh, uh, better, but I mean, they're like 20 bucks and they're not, they're not too bad. And they do, they do the job. They do it. They do the job. They might not last as long. Um, you know, but that's what, that's, that's where it comes into, you know, the durability of the product. And that's why you spend a little bit more money on something. So it lasts longer instead of this situation where, it does what it needs to do, but you can, if you wear it out, that's why I got several of them. You can wear it out and then, uh, it doesn't do you any good anymore, but those, they're options. They're, they're options. And they're, um, if you know, if you're not going to blow them out, 
they're the best option in my opinion. So, um, uh, you know, go, go with something like that. Uh, even, and I'm just talking about your torso now up on, up on top of your chest, stuff like that. So what I, I, from there I'll put on a, a Henley or, uh, one of these, um, uh, it's kind of like a mix of, uh, uh, th- actually this one's all polyester, but it's, I don't even know. I, I couldn't even tell you where I got this. Uh, I want to say I got it at Bass Pro, but it's, it's, uh, it's one of the, it's almost like an army surplus type of deal. But um, that's why I like it so much. I think I bought it in one of those packs, and they they come in those base layer packs. Because you can even, and that's what I was gonna uh, also say is you can even go to Cabela's, uh, Bass Pro Shops, you know, Sportsman's Warehouse, Jacks, and Army Surplus, and places like that, and find these these uh, these kits they got these little base layer packs. They'll give you they got bottoms and they got tops, and you can find you know second layer, third layer. It goes up and up from there, and you can you can uh, build a decent system off of that because it's it's basically just giving you guidelines, and then from there you can fine tweak whatever you want, and you know move things or try different clothing from there. It's all it's all about trial and error, in my opinion. Um, I found all this stuff out because this is what I I've I uh, I go to stores I go to sales for a while you know I mean that's that's how it is you just you buy things and try to try to figure them out but price is pretty big in you know a lot of situations so um, you know from there I, I put on uh, like polyester something like that and this is where I like to put on uh, I'll, I'll have a wool shirt I'll put over this. Um, I just don't like, sometimes I don't like the feeling of wool on my skin. It's, it sounds kind of crazy, but, um, uh, but, uh, so I'll put something, uh, uh, either like a wool and this is where too, you can put, uh, like a, something like a fleece maybe. Um, and even if, if you're, uh, what I always look at is, um, what I, uh, when I'm walking, you know, I can take, you're, you're taking a lot of your stuff off. So, if you put something on now, so say if you put something on that's cotton right now, that you're going to get a breeze while you're walking. And sometimes that might cool you down if you get overheated in the morning. If it's not going to be that cold of a day, you can't, you can put a, a cotton on a second layer here. I don't think it's, that's, that's that big of a deal in this situation. So, um, and again, I'm just talking about pulling a sled with your ice gear. Um, and if it, it can still, and, and what I'm talking about is, you know, I'm not saying you're going to die of hypothermia out there. So that's why this isn't going to be a a completely complicated system but what i'm saying is just get some type of a system uh because if uh if there's anything out there if you're on the ice and anything that can ruin your day even if you're knocking the foo at them and you're catching a bunch of fish if you're cold if you're standing there and it's cold and there's days where the wind's blowing and you're sitting there and it's just cold it's just cold and you're not catching any fish if you're freezing and it's in your head that you're cold and you can't get over it, there's you just don't want to be there. It, it sucks. Even if you are catching fish, it sucks. So, and then that happens a lot of times because guys will, will get all bundled up in the morning and go for a long walk to a spot thinking they're going to get out there first thing in the morning and hustle, maybe even run in some senses. And in some cases, I should say, and, um, they get there and, you know, the bite's on, but they're sweating and they're trying to set everything up and they're sweating and they're sweating. And then, and then the next thing you know, you know, they get that, that bone chilling cold 
where and it's because you're sweating and um, you didn't think about the 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 layering process. So just get just get some type of a system going, um, and then after that, uh, the third layer. See, I, I this is where I get into either I either like to put on a hoodie, um, and if it's if it's really cold where I'm going to be also walking. Uh, this is where I'll put on, uh, I like to put on a vest and it's, and I don't even know what material it's made out of. It, it, uh, it could be, uh, one of those fleece deals. Um, and, uh, I'll put that on underneath that and then I'll put a hoodie on over that. And, uh, the hoodie I wear, I, I like to wear a Carhartt hoodie. It's a big black one, one of those big heavy duty hoodies. Uh, I really like, and that's, that's another thing too. Those the look into the Carhartt gear. They, they got a lot of good stuff. Um, you know, go sniffing around Walmart, go sniff around Ace Hardware, uh, the, and I'm talking the, the old school stores. There's one in Brighton. There's the one in Commerce City. That's the one I grew up and I bought a lot of my stuff there. Um, uh, whether it was hunting or fishing, I bought a lot of my crap there. Uh, and, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm an old school guy where, where Kmart and Walmart was where I got a lot of my stuff. If, if it wasn't for army surplus also, and then my uncle, who was also in the Air Force, uh, or who was in the Air Force, I should say, he um, he would give me a lot of his, he spent a lot of time in Germany and those cold places, so he'd give me a lot of his uh, layering uh, layering uh, stuff that he had, and uh, that's where I get my uh, packables from. He's I got a bunch of good uh, uh, packable liners on there from him that I also use, uh, too. When it's really cold, I'll throw a liner on underneath there. Um, so... You know, from there, the the biggest thing I, I guess I would say, if you're going to be walking, try to think about that you're going to be sweating. And, you know, without getting too technical and getting too um, uh, going into realms of, you know, fabric and stuff like that, where I don't have any uh, experience as far as, as that stuff goes. Like, like I said before, I, I wear it and I know what it does for me and I know how it makes me comfortable uh, or it or it uh, helps me from staying cool, staying warm, staying whatever dry, whatever it is. Uh, that that's how I I build my system up. It's not with um, brand or uh, you know I, I try to pay attention to, and try to see what fabric I'm using. But um, you know sometimes I really can't explain that aspect of it. But just just these are just some things that I um, that I noticed for me that works for me. So. Uh, Keep that in mind. The, the, but the biggest thing that I'm, the biggest point I'm trying to make here is get yourself a system, and especially if you're going to be walking, if you're going to be moving in those early morning hours where it's really, really cold, and think about your, that you're going to be sweating. Think about that when I stop, you know, uh, should, am I how? What am I going to do right right when I'm stop? If I if I can't take it's too cold, I can't take my jacket off, and and bear with it. Because a lot of times, what I can do is take my jacket off and that's that's my final outer layer and I'm going to talk about the the jacket and the bibs that I use which is my final layer or I'm sorry and I I'm, I got to cover the uh the legs cuz I didn't cover the legs yet I just covered the torso so but um just get yourself a system and uh figure it out uh what you want to do is a lot of times when I'm walking uh especially early in the morning and it's really really cold uh a lot of times I can get by with my with a good warm beanie and um and I like to use a net gator also. That's that's another key thing that I like to use is I like to use a net gator and put that up over my ears, put the beanie over, and um, and I'll take a jacket off and I'll just have my hoodie on uh, from there. 
And that's what I like to walk in because it uh, it's not as I don't I, I can breathe a little bit more and I can also get that cold air to go through me to cool me down. So it's kind of like a mix. But like again, like that's what I said. Like I said earlier, sorry, I didn't mean to get all excited. Um, that works for me. So you always have to figure out what works for you. Figure out what works for you. So um, I'll finish out the torso with uh, with what I got. Uh, what, what I like to put over is a jacket. Now. Uh, a big windbreaker type of jacket is what I like to use. And for the longest time, um, I used, I have used uh, two other, um, I want to call them bib and jacket combination. You know, whether they're uh, ice armor, what I, I have used one of those, things like that. Uh, and then, then also with striker uh, armor, uh, bibs and uh, jacket. And then this year I'm using the Eskimo uh, suit which uh, I'm loving it, and it's a, it's a sure-float sure suit, so it has that sure-float technology, which means if something does happen and I do go in the water, um, it's going to keep me buoyant, and I'm gonna, it's going to be buoyant, and I'm going to be able to float and uh, do a self-rescue or wait to somebody rescue me. But uh, I, I usually run one of those type of windbreaker jackets. I've ran, this is where I really like wool and wool comes in handy. I've ran a big uh, a wool jacket that I bought from Cabela's, I don't know, I want to say six years ago. But it's a nice wooly jacket. I've worn that um, countless times. I really like to wear that if I'm just going to be sitting there. And um, it's not, it's, it's cold, but it's not windy. I really like to wear that because I just stay, stay so freaking warm in that damn thing. But, um, and then this year I'm running, uh, the part of the snowsuit or, uh, not snowsuit, but the, uh, sure float suit, uh, from Eskimo. Um, I, uh, I'm loving that thing and it's, it's so comfortable. And that's, that's one of the things I really like about it is that it's comfortable. Not only is it functional, it's very comfortable with that jacket. It's easy to move, easy to move in the arms. That's where I ran into a lot of issues where I couldn't really move my arms and almost, I get stuck the range of motion and these ones, uh, really do that and they got stink holes too in the armpits too i uh those little holes down there they're kind of real breathable for you so i like that and it's real breathable in that area um so uh i really love that jacket but i would suggest anything that is windproof and a little bit more heavier but that's where you're going to keep that wind from getting in and uh keep all that heat uh keep all that heat in your torso without letting it get out and letting that wind get in so that's what i would think of if you got a wool jacket, go with that here. If you got one of those big windbreaker jackets, those big North Face jackets, or if you can run, if you have uh, the means to run one of these uh, uh, bib jacket systems that are out there. Um, uh, again, I'm using the Eskimo, which I love it. It's brand new this year. And I've also used Striker in the past, which I love that too. But you really can't go wrong with any of those suits. Um, they serve their purpose well. So now down to the legs uh, portion. And again, this is my system, and you might just be like, "Hey, uh, I don't want to. I want to have the same system top to bottom, so I'm going to run the same system top to bottom." And that's totally fine because that's your system, and that's what the whole point of this is—to develop your system. Um, my bottom system is I don't. I I wear uh, these uh, these underwear I got from the Duluth Trading Company. Now I'm starting right on the skin, baby. I'm not even messing around. I started on the skin. Up on the torso, I'm going to start right on the skin down there too. Um, I wear these uh, these underwear that I got from the Duluth Trading Company, and uh, uh, and that's that's just um, that's just where I bought them. So they're expensive. Uh, they're expensive underwear. If you guys know what I'm talking about, um, and these underwear are so warm. 
They are so warm, but they're breathable. And um, they're not cool. Like, you know, if I was to be standing out on my driveway, you know, in the cool if in my robe and a breeze came up and it blew that robe up and it, I just got a big whiff, I don't um I don't think that would the, the wind would just blow right through that. I think that would from what I can tell, they it, it keeps the wind good, but they're the point of this 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 uh why I put that down there is I I it's it keeps everything warm and it's really it's breathable. So, and in my situation, in my case with down there, that is the only part of my body I'm, I am concerned with. Now, when I'm going to be walking a lot, I back that up with a pair of compression shorts and those are just any, any old compression shorts. If you play sports or whatever it is, um, especially old man, beer league softball, we rocked the compression shorts. So, and you can get those at Walmart. You can get them at Dick's. You can get them anywhere. Um, I put those on for another ad, an extra added uh, warmth area down there. And I don't run any long johns. I don't. And the biggest reason why I don't run long johns down um, on my bottoms is because I, I I sweat a lot. So, and that just adds to the sweat. Now, this is what I'm walking now. Okay, remember I'm walking. This is my system to when I'm walking, uh, to get where, to get to my ice fishing spot. So I don't wear bottoms. Um, I just go with compression shorts and some high dollar underwear. Uh, but, um, any, see, I don't want to say any old underwear will work because once I, once I switch to that system of these Duluth underwear, which I've had for a couple of years now, where, I mean, I'm not the same pair of underwear, but I've had the same system going with those underwear, <clears throat> um, uh, for a couple of years now, I, I really haven't went back to cotton underwear, so, and it does make a difference. Believe me, it does make a difference. Um, so, uh, for me, for me anyway, for me, it makes a difference. I like, I like to be able to breathe when I'm walking. Um, so, uh, and then on top of that, like I said, I don't run long johns. And then what I'll either run is I will run some lined pants, either a Carhartt, uh, pant or, you know, again, Walmart, Army Surplus Ace, they have those pants. You can go and grab them there. And, um, you know, Bass Pro Cabela's has those brands. Or, I'm sorry, those type of pants. So, uh, they're, you know what I'm talking about. They're lined flannel lined pants. Or I'll run Woolies, uh, Woolly Pair of Pants, which um, they're just pants that are wool. Um, and I, Cabela's right now is the only place, the best place I've seen them where you can get them and they're about 150 bucks. So those are kind of a pretty penny, but they are freaking worth it. Let me tell you, they are freaking worth it. So a pair of wool pants, um, or in some cases, you know, if it's, if it's, uh, like say if I was going out today, uh, I would be, I would rock one of those, or I'm sorry, I would rock that really that, that first baseline, that first skin system. And then I would have uh, a pair of fleece, uh, sweats on top of that. And then my bibs. So, um, Last thing to go on top of that would be uh, bibs. So I always wear bibs, whether they were uh, old pair of uh, bibs I bought from Kmart that I used to when I went sledding, um, or it was a you know a pair of Carhartt bibs which I ran for the longest time. Um, now, <clears throat> when it comes to these bibs, and even uh, think about too the flannel pants, those are going to be heavy. So, especially the Carhartt bibs now, okay, if you've got a system of Carhartt bibs or just bibs that you bought at, uh, at Walmart, they have walls there that you can buy, there, there's a Grizzly, is it Grizzly, it's maybe Grizzly or uh, something else that they have there, um, then there's Carhartt, then there's Dickies, 
then there's a couple other brands too where you can go get a good pair of car or a good pair of uh, uh, coveralls, overalls, uh, coveralls. I say sorry, um, or, or bibs, whatever you want to call them. Um, you can go get a good pair of those uh, anywhere. So, uh, but they're going to be heavy if they're going to be that kind of that thick material, that duck material. I think they call them duck wash. I don't know. And I, I'm just saying this because not, I'm not trying to say I, I know what kind of material that is. I'm just trying to think of, what, I remember what they call them. So, um, but I know y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, so anyway, remember those are going to be heavy. So they're going to add on weight to while you're walking. Sometimes that might matter. Sometimes it doesn't matter. So keep, keep, uh, think about that. And that that's part of your system. If weight's part of your system, some people dial their stuff down all the way down to that. So if that is a part of your system, think about those flannel line pants and those, uh, those bibs, if they're a Carhartt or a Walls or a Dickies, that, that kind of material, it's going to weigh you down a little bit. Um, but again, I'm, I'm running a, a bib system, a part of, uh, the Eskimo snowsuit or the ice suit, uh, the sure float suit. I'm, I keep screwing that up. Um, but, uh, they're, uh, gonna, I just got so many suits in my head. Uh, they're though, this system is light. Uh, I said before that the weight might matter to you now. It doesn't matter to me a lot, but I can feel the difference when I wear this suit and, um, I'm really digging it. So, uh, again, figure out what your system is. And, uh, if you're walking, that's what the system is for me. Um, now I don't ride in a sled a lot, uh, every now and then I get to, and, um, and what I mean by sled, I mean by uh, a snowmobile. Um, so my system with that, from the times that I have done it and, uh, I have learned that I think one of the most important things there is a good pair of glasses or goggles. Uh, that's one thing I, that, that remember, I remember was I wasn't prepared for that. And my eyes were jacked. I just had regular sunglasses on and my eyes were jacked. As far as staying warm, the system I had that day was just uh, to stay warm. I beefed up um, my uh, my uh, my uh, torso layer and I added uh, another um, layer on top of my base layer. And, uh, and then from there, I had a fleece on top of that with the vest and then my jacket over that. So I was a little bit warmer there, and then on my bottoms, I think I just had the uh, I was wearing woolies that day, and then um, then my my bibs over that. So, uh, but like I said, the most important thing I don't have a lot of experience with that, so I can just imagine just to stay warm. Uh, I can see how you can get cold with driving. So warm gloves—that's another thing. Warm gloves and some kind of goggles or something. If you need to borrow them from somebody, if you're going to be riding on a snowmobile. And you, I would suggest borrowing goggles from somebody, um, uh, even if you know you'll get a hel, because you'll, you'll be wearing a helmet, and then, um, well, I mean, if you're safe, you, I think you have to wear a freaking helmet. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a snowmobile guy, so I'm just trying to to go over the the instances that I had and what I remember. I wish I had, and it was goggles too there. So and warm gloves, warm gloves. So, but the overall whole point of this whole. Uh, blab blabble blab jarble whatever i uh, i just went off on um is to just develop a system and remember the most important thing in my opinion is being warm when you're out there and yeah yeah matt you big freaking sissy you can't be cold just just those of you that have been cold and you, you know what i mean um stay warm out there. there's nothing wrong with doing that so um develop a system figure out what your system is and especially here if you're here in colorado you understand what that is to walk to your spot. You know, I'm going to give an example. Antero Island 
out there in Terra Reservoir. It's, God, what is it? It could be almost a mile at, across the ice. Maybe it is a mile. I can't remember. Pretty freaking long. 11 mile. There's some spots you have to walk to. Bar Lake. Uh, that ice is sketchy, so I don't, I'd love to walk to spots, but that ice is sketchy. Chatfield, I've walked all day. Aurora. Oh, my God. Aurora. Um, I don't think that's going to ice up to even do that. But you guys know what I'm talking about, especially here in Colorado. You know what I'm talking about. And if you have any local lakes around where you're at, if you're not in Colorado um, and you have to walk to them, and you know how it's, it's you know, the further you get out there from people, you got a big group of people, you know, the further you get out, you might have some, some opportunities or you might have some uh, out there anyway. So, um, uh, like I said, just figure out a system. But understand that the most important thing you need to be is warm out there. So, uh, figure that system out first and invest money into that system if you can. Uh, these suits are great. They're freaking phenomenal, and I love them. And uh, if I strongly suggest if you can get one of these suits, one of these suit systems, they're freaking great. Um, but, uh, you know, other than that, guys, uh, um, I'm going to be coming back at you with, like I said, more consistency on these, uh, more of the um, nuts and bolts of stuff. So, um, I'm working on guests now and I'll release those when I can. And I'm also working on getting the damn thing on, uh, iTunes. It's, uh, I don't know why it's being a pain in the ass, but, um, uh, if anybody has any quite or any info for that, uh, shoot me a Facebook message or Instagram message. Um, but, uh, other than that, uh, thanks again for tuning in and, uh, uh, hope you hung in there. Kind of got a little long. I want to keep this to a half hour, but, uh, went a little bit longer than that. But, uh, Anyway, um, uh, thank you all, and uh, here's to a great 2018. See ya. I can't feel my fingers anymore. I lied. They're, they're, they're numb. Maybe you should wear these extra gloves. My hands are starting to get sweaty. Extra gloves? You've had this pair of extra gloves this whole time? Yeah, we're in the Rockies.